Welcome back to the Taco Bell Wellness Podcast. My name is Courtney Handelin, and you are listening to our very special winter warming series. This series was done live, and the recordings can be found on our YouTube channel. But I thought that this would be another way to make all the information more accessible. Throughout this series, you can learn about things like setting a better mindset for winter, which can really be applied to any season of life that's a little bit more difficult. We also talk about essential oils, light therapy, vitamin D. There's a self-love meditation and a warming desk yoga. So with that, I'll let you dive in, and I hope this series warms you right up. now I think I hit start recording oh yep okay there it goes all right well thank you for joining us for today's um session of our winter warming series we're talking about essential oils and I have Renee Wenslop with me um and she is actually a certified oh my goodness can I miss it certified aromatherapist right okay (laughs) yeah so Renee is going to educate us all on essential oils and I'm really going to pass the ball over to her because as much as I know she is truly the expert okay (laughs) all right so we're going to go you guys could read through the powerpoint there but the last one that I added there if you see the last bullet point if you have an ale I don't even know if that was the right ale to use there is an oil and that was my motto is anytime someone had something going on they always came to me and I'd sometimes I'd have to whip out my books because there's so many things so many oils out there so a couple of things that i want you guys to keep in mind when you're using essential oils is a they're an aromic volatile liquid and they're distilled from shrubs flowers trees roots bushes seeds and as you probably all know these essential oils go way back in time way back in time so they've been around for a long time Unfortunately, we kind of got away from them because of the pharmaceuticals. So if I just want to put a plug, if anybody's ever interested, because what I do in here in these 15 minutes, I really need like three days or more because I used to teach this class for, you know, 10 hours a quarter, actually with 30 hours. So and uh, we did a lot in 30 hours, but I could have always taught more. So if anybody's ever interested in learning more specifically, let Courtney know and we can always figure something out. Um, I'm going to just start off. One of the things that's important to remember is the chemistry makeup of our oils. Uh, You probably aren't going to be able to see my little chart here. This is something I always shared. Basically, our oils are made of hydrogens and carbons, and then they're broken down into 12 classifications. There's aldehydes, esters, alcohols, phenols, and so on and so forth. So I'm not going to get into great detail because, again, each one. But the bottom line is, if you look at an ester, it is has so many hydrogen carbons and or hydrogens attached to carbons with a little bit of oxygen, and that's what makes it an ester. So before I get that uh, mentioned, that also re- you can refer to um, aromatherapy where there's very concentrated essential oils. And when you guys are looking for essential oils that you want to use for any concerns that you might have. I am going to say this. There, uh, None of these oils are um, going to fix things or make them better. I can't say this oil is going to treat a migraine, but what I can tell you is this oil might help your head from not hurting. So I can't use medical terms or medical diagnoses in anything. Keep in mind, and if I do, I apologize, it might slip a little bit. So instead of saying insomnia, which I'm going to focus on just in a little bit, 
I will say if you're having trouble sleeping, these are some oils that might work and here's why. There's lots of ways that we can uh, use our oils. And what happens is immediately as you sniff them, it goes up to our amygdala, amygdala, and that's our happy place in our brain, um, following up the olfactory pathway, if you will. And then or I'm going to just say the limbic system, which contains the um, amyg amygdala. I feel like I'm saying amygdala. Amygdala. Yeah, I dropped the D. You're good, friends. Um, <laughs> bottom line is these oils can cross the blood-brain barrier where that is supposed to protect us from things. This blood-brain barrier allows oils to come in so that it can automatically go to the amygdala, the limbic system, and that's when the, you start to see the effects. The unfortunate thing with these oils is they only last about 15 minutes or so, whether you put it on your skin or you smell them. That's why I always like to, you can wear necklaces and pour it on there. I sometimes will pour it on my chest, like when I have, I have asthma and I'll use my um, breathe away roll on and I'm sniffing that all day long or at least once I don't sniff it anymore I'll put some more on but it's on my clothes so I keep smelling it uh, peppermint I like to use for when my head hurts and I'll put that all over and you're smelling that for hours sometimes and that's what's the main thing is again keep in mind it only lasts about 15 minutes one of the things you want to look in uh, at when you're buying oils is you want to make sure that it is a genuine 100% therapeutic grade essential oil. So a lot of those oils you might buy from Walgreens or Walmart probably say therapeutic grade, but don't say 100% therapeutic grade. And it's all in, again, this is a whole nother day's worth of conversation, but it's all in how the oils are distilled either like our, our lemons and our oranges, when you take the orange peel, even though you're eating oranges, it's the actual oil aspect is in the skin. And so they cold compress that, squish it down and get all that oil out. That's how we get our citrusy oils. Something like lavender, for example, the company that I like to use, they, autom they have their distillery right in the field. So the minute they cut down that lavender, it goes through the distillation process. It's a very long process and it's all in how you heat it, how you cool it, get the, the flowery oil sent away. So when you go to Bath and Body, you're getting some of that essential oil, but the less concentrated version of it, where what you actually get in the bottle is the more concentrated version of that. Can I stop you right there? Yeah. I think that's a good point because a lot of, it's for some people, I think it can be hard to justify mm -hmm. spending, let's see, I don't know, $18 on a bottle of like therapeutic grade lavender versus yeah. $5 at, you know, a big box store on a bottle of yeah. lavender. And that also says 100% essential oil. Um, but so you're saying that the term to look for is therapeutic yeah. grade. 100% therapeutic grade essential oil. And I'll be honest with you. Um, I would call the company and ask how they distill. Sure. So the one nice thing about essential oils is that it's hard to develop a resistance to them because every time they chop down, and I'm just going to use lavender as a good example. When they chop down the liver, if it was too hot that year, too wet, too much sun, whatever, it changes the chemistry, the chemical makeup of your essential oils. So lavender isn't just made of esters. Esters are kind of for balancing and soothing. So this chart that I was kind of showing you, the top is yin 
and the bottom is yang. So this is the cool calming oils. This is the hot oils. And then there's hydrophilic, the ones you can drink, drink. And then the hydro or the lipophilic, the ones that technically should just be with a carrier oil that you put on your skin or put in your bathtub. So you want to be careful of that. So you can get lavender. It's not only made of esters, but there's a little alcohol chemistry of alcohol in there. Um, there's a little bit of terpenes in there. And that when you're looking and I have a book that has all these oils, it's a bigger version. Courtney's going to put this yeah, in the it. in the um, chat. It, yeah. But all of our oils that we use have different chemistry makeup in it. 50% ester, 20% alcohol. So if it has a 50% ester, I'm going to know that that essential oil is going to be more calming. So lavender for example you can use that for sleep the reason i bring up noting what's in those oils is they can add a lot of camphor what they're trying to do is make a little bit of oil go a really long way for cheap and if you're going to take a lavender from walgreens i don't want to pick on walgreens but because i don't know all their essential so, yeah, oils are, walmart target any, any of yep, those stores yeah. any store and in those that lavender if they added camphor because you can use lavender for burns and if you put that oil from Walgreens or Walmart on there, it is going to burn it even more and it can cause some reactions. So one of the thing, and I think it says in the um, PowerPoint is you want to do a, what we call a patch test. So anytime you want to use an essential oil, you always want to be able to put a little bit of oil on a Band-Aid and keep that Band-Aid on your skin. And what you're watching for is a breakdown, any kind of re reaction to that. A lot of people can be allergic to eucalyptus apparently. So you, before you use an oil, Technically, I'm going to tell you, you really should do a patch test. Um, so the the then I guess to circle back around, the real benefit of choosing the therapeutic grade mm -hmm. is less toxins, mm -hmm. more safe, especially if you're like yep. applying it yep. to your skin or ingesting it, yep. but also inhaling it. You don't want to inhale yep. toxins. Yep. Um, so that can be the benefit. You betcha. There are um, oils that are very toxic to children. One being uh, eucalyptus, not eucalyptus, wintergreen. And so a lot of the oils that I use, if there's wintergreen in it, they actually have a child-proof cap oh, yeah. on there. Okay, that makes sense. Yep, some of those oils, oils that are high in ketones can actually cause neurologic uh, neurotoxicity for children. Mm -hmm. So you really want to know what's in your oils and how much constituency of the chemical chemistry so that you know if it's going to be too potent because you should be able to use oils and it's not that you can't use a ketone oil such as um, um, eucalyptus you you can use those with kids but you're not going to want to be putting it on their skin as much you diffusing it would be much better so you probably all know how you can put your oils on, you can inhale it, you can massage it, put it in your bath, compresses, you can use it in your lotions for your face. But a lot of times if you're going to use the oils that are more lipophilic, such as lavender, for example, you would put that with a carrier oil. And some examples could be aloe vera, um, grapeseed oil, any oil you have in your cabinet, technically you could use. Some of them, Epsom salt, you can put them in Epsom salt and then put that in your bathtub. Some of the oils, um, I use this wheat, it's got wheat in it though. Oh. And if you're allergic to wheat, you want to be sure, careful right. because you could develop a reaction to that. So, all right. 
Um, let's see. Do we move on for questions? Yeah, we is, could. Did you yep. want to add anything more? No. Yeah, go ahead. We can oh. ask some questions and there's just, I'm going to just do some uh, example of insomnia or if people are having trouble sleeping, some things you could do with that. Yeah, why don't you show that? And then if anyone okay. has questions, throw them in the chat box now or kind of start creating your thoughts around that. Yeah, go ahead. So my book does list the, the medical diagnosis but when you, if you, I ever talk to you, I would say, well, you're having trouble sleeping or maybe have depression or some thyroid problems. There are some oils that you could use, especially those of us who are after the age of 40 and sleep quality and quantity um, has to do with our melatonin. And a lot of times if you're going to use something with sleep or an oil, you want to rub that on your ears because you want to get your natural melatonin going. Okay. And then you might just fall asleep with your hands by your face and kind of fall asleep. I use I like to use one called Peace and Calming, um, and it has orange in it, blue tansy, but it, it just it poof, puts you out just like that. But some of the recommendations that they talk about for sleep could be lavender. And the other thing, when you're looking at a therapeutic, 100% therapeutic, not only will it say lavender, but it will also say the genetic name, oh, the right. uh, uh, lavender augustifolia. That should also be on there. Um, if you want to know how they do it, going back to the distillation, you know, are they doing cold press, hot press, heat? Because heat will break down your oils pretty significantly. So when companies use a distillery, you want to make sure that it's got a certain heat to it. Um, the place that I get my oils from, I know they do what we call chromatography, where they actually take the oils and they put it in a machine, they spin it down, and then they try to look at the chemical constituents. Mm -hmm. And if anything in there looks abnormal, unfortunately, they throw the whole batch out. So it has to be a therapeutic, no air kind of oil. So going back to some oils that you could use with lavender, valerian, and that's a more grounding. It smells bad. It's like a dirty oil, dirt oil. <laughs> But all those grounding oils are very relaxing, which means they probably have a lot of esters in it. Where did my color chart? So they have a lot of esters in it. Um, that's what you're kind of looking for. And you have to know the chemistry. So those are things I have in a different book that's a huge book that tells me every all the potential key elements in that essential oil so that I know what it could be used for. We can use lavender for calming and sleep. We can use lavender for burns. Lavender is one of those oils you can use for lots of different things. When we get to the oils that are made with alcohols or ketone, not ketones, alcohols, phenols, those are more in the hot or the yang. These are oils you want to ingest. This is when you're kind of have a cold. Okay. Right now is our cold and flu season. Yes. We should all be ingesting some of these oils to every day, actually. And I'm a big fan of vitamin D. Those of you who are on today, I've probably talked to you about vitamin D. I'm a mm -hmm. really big fan about some of these essential oils that we should be drinking mm -hmm. and helping keep our immune system. So I can't say they're antibacterial, okay. but I will tell you that if you have a sore throat, the oil that I like to use has oregano, um, rosemary, um, lemon, peppermint in it. And there's other things in it. But you gargle with that. I like to swallow it. Oh. Boom. Within half an hour, I'm feeling better. Oh, sore throat is that a, a recipe that you could give me that I can throw in the chat? Um, it 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 could be a recipe. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Or there's an oil that's specifically oh, sure that you can buy that you can buy that mixture. has all those in sure, there. Yeah. Sure. It's called Thieves. If some of you thieves. might know Thieves. Yes, I've so. heard of it. Okay. Okay. Um, 
Let's see what else. Chamomile, Roman chamomile. That can be one of those oils that are old, are very expensive. Yeah. It's again, a lot of these frankincense, for example, yeah. you can buy frankincense, but if you're paying, you know, $10 for a bottle, frankincense is very expensive because you have to go to certain countries. You have to have permission to go to those countries and it's a tree resin. Right. And then they melt that down and make the oils. Yeah. So awesome. does anybody have any questions? Let's see, none are in the chat box yet. Um, and I know we are at the 215 mark. Okay. So if people have to drop off, that's fine. But um, Renee's here for a bit. If you do have questions, I'm gonna go ahead and stop the recording since we don't have any questions coming in. And then that might help people feel um, a little bit more apt to ask their